Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hope for Heroes, Texas. This is Brad Cornell, and we're serving those who serve us. If you haven't joined us before, Hope for Heroes, Texas, what we do is bring in first responders from around Texas. And yes, we bring them into the Bevy Hotel, give them a beautiful night at the Bevy Hotel. We give them a gift card to spend right here in Bernie, Texas, and they have an incredible time. And of course, it's all in the greeting. Well, on today's episode, we have got a fantastic first responder that's going to be sharing some great stories, because that's what we do here. Under the weight of the badge. Glad you joined us. You've seen it all. And it's 15 years. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. Brad Cornell, Hope for Heroes. And it is the Weight of the Badge podcast. But hey, this is a special edition we have today. You know, there's so much going on up in Austin, which is where we get 80% of our... Uh, of our recipients to the Hope for Heroes getaways come here. They were the first ones we were ever with. That's where I started. Um, thanks to a gentleman called Ken Cassidy slash box and Joe Br- uh, Swan, which I have on today. That's how Hope for Heroes really got uh, started as far as it was with their blessing that it all happened. So today I want to have on, because of all things going on in uh, in Austin, you know, we've heard about the the uh, what happened up there last week where they were spinning donuts and there was tons of people, 500 people, cops showed up and, you know, cars got damaged. People got lit on fire. Then they moved to another another uh, location and the same thing happened over there. They did another location, another location, four locations. It was crazy. And in the meantime of all this before that was the union and the city council, you know, because they need a contract. So we've been hearing all kinds of things about a four-year contract, a one-year contract. Um, the p- police are such bad guys. They won't accept what us nice little city council wants to give them. And I'm tired of listening to all the garbage. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what this is about is Hope for Heroes is about our officers and first responders. And us, us civilians, yes, civilians, if we don't back these guys up and really want the truth of what's going on and understand it and back them, then we got a big trouble. Because if you for- don't forget, when you call 911, you're the civilian. They're the guys that are coming out here to take care of us and put their lives on the line. And it's amazing what they do and the things that they go through to keep you and me safe. And so they're out there on a limb by themselves, listening to all this garbage and not even, and we don't know. We're just going by what the news says. And so, you know, there's defunding going on again in San Antonio, defunding going on in Austin, but Austin's really having some challenges. So I thought, I'd love to have a dear friend of mine on, Joe Swan. He's been over 21 years police officer. I mean, if I go through his credentials, we don't have enough time. So uh, he is a vice president of the Austin Police Officers Association. He's in the mix. He's in the right in the middle of it, um, negotiating this along with um, two or three or four or five other people, however they do this. But he is so instrumental in making these things happen. And he's just an awesome, awesome officer and a great friend. So help me welcome to the show to get the straight scoop. And this is a special edition of the Weight of the Badge podcast. Officer, dear friend, and an amazing guy, Joe Swan. Hello, Joe. Good morning, Brad. Thank you for having me, brother. Ah, yeah, man. Thank you for coming on today. So, uh, yeah, you heard what we're trying to do. And we just wanted to get the straight scoop from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Yes, sir. So Austin is a meet and confer city. That means that we are allowed to bargain a labor contract with the city. Uh, Late 90s, the Texas legislature uh, approved that. It got voted in here in Austin. So what that does is it it allows us to negotiate so the officers can get more pay, more benefits. Um, Austin being the capital, the city has for 20 years boasted that they pay our officers really well. They want us to be the highest paid in the state. Um, 
That being said, uh, 2017, so every four years we meet, we have a contract, labor contract. Our officers ratify it. That means they vote for it. They approve it. It goes before city council. They approve it. Contract goes into date. It gives our officers stability. Usually there's some pay raises in there. It depends on what we negotiate, right? right. Some years they didn't get uh, too big of pay raises. Other years they get a little bit of pay raise. So 2017, uh, our team met with the city's bargaining team that we had a tentative agreement and um, our officers voted it in, went to city council. All of a sudden, um, city council voted no on the contract. And historically, there's been a gentleman's agreement. Once we agree, shake on it, we already know the city council has the votes. Um there's some anti-police activists here in Austin, about 20 of them, that uh, their their goal is uh, a city with no police department. That, that's on their on their website. They dream of a, a city with this fake utopia that doesn't exist where they <laughs> want to get rid of police officers. So that being said, they don't really care about the, the community and the, the marginalized community in particular, the people where violent crime is going up. Um, they care about getting paid and not having to work for a living other than trying to get rid of the police department. So they're down at city hall every day because they don't have anything else to do. And city council has given them way too much power to the point where they are almost negotiating and have a direct say in what our labor contract is. Really? One of the big, yes, sir. One of the big things in our labor contract is oversight. And Brad, no officer in the Austin Police Department has a problem with police oversight. What exactly? Define the police. Define the police oversight for me. Police oversight is an appointed hired civilian person who's the uh, police monitor, if you will. And then that person has an office of civilians who it's supposed to be a fair. Uh, way checks and balances to make sure we aren't violating anyone's rights. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, we're enforcing discipline if, if one of our own officers violates policy. Um, several years back, we had a, a lady in charge of that police oversight uh, office that uh, she radicalized it. Mm. And we have to take care of our officers Um. Because there's a big difference in police oversight and overreach. Right. And that's exactly what's going on right now is, is these anti-police, this anti-police group, they want to run the police department. They're, they're, there's a felon. One of their leaders is a convicted felon. The other two, I mean, they're just scam artists, to be honest. But city council caters. So they had all these people speak out against our contract down at city council, the same thing happened last Thursday. And what's crazy is, and we, we, we know for a fact, they pay these people to come speak out. They pay them in gift cards, 25 to hundred dollars to come and speak out against the police contract. Um, so fast forward, we've been negotiating our contract expired. It actually expired, uh, September 30th of 2022, but we have an evergreen clause, which, Gives us six more months, so to March 31st. 
So we've been negotiating with the city's bargaining team for the last 12 months. And we conceded on some things. They conceded on some things. Um, City council gives the uh, city manager guidance on what they want in a contract, what their goals are. Um, The city manager accomplished that. They got what they wanted. So we reached a TA, a tentative agreement. We shook hands, said, okay, here we go. Um, and it was on pretty much our last day before we started to have it, started to have to have officers notified, hey, if you're going to retire before we fall out of contract, you're going to have to do it. So we didn't rush the contract, but we knew that was kind of, we were coming to the end. Yeah. So the entire time it's been, hey, bargain for a four-year deal. There was never any discussion of, of a one-year contract. So that was so, never on the table? No. Okay. Absolutely never on the table. So the next day, city council has a meeting. Um, and the discussion was, do we want a one-year deal or a four-year deal? And we, we show up, you know, a few of us spoke at city council, of course, uh, the activist group had a bunch of people in there speaking that they don't know anything about it and they're presenting it. And some, uh, one of the city council members, um, Cheeto Vela sponsored a bill for a one year contract and, and we're just screaming from the rooftops. There's never been discussion of a one-year contract. We're not going to negotiate against ourselves. Essentially, you know, we've been, your team has been told the whole time, work on a four-year deal. And then he said, well, why don't we see what a one-year deal looks like in a four-year deal? Well, that puts us bargaining against (laughs) ourselves. Well, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, right? So, he wasn't going to hear it. Um, Council said, well, we need to, you guys are going to take the one-year deal. And we're like, we, we kept asking, there is no one-year deal. We don't know what that looks like. And we're not going to go back to the table. We don't have time to go back to the bargaining table to try to negotiate a one-year deal. And what that looks like, and I'll tell you why, is contract expires uh, March 31st. It took us 12 months to yeah. get a four-year. Doing a one-year... That's all you'd be doing is negotiating contracts all the time. That's exactly right. Now, that same activist group, they they gathered enough signatures. They've got a um, potential city ordinance on the ballot for May, which I'm sure it'll get voted in, um, that basically controls oversight. One of the key components of that, there's several things in that that we know are illegal. The city attorneys uh, know that violate state law. So when this passes, when this ordinance passes, it's going to have to go to court. But one of the key components of that ordinance is that we are no longer allowed to negotiate anything involving police oversight. And the way they spin that is, see, the police don't want to be held accountable. Oh, wow. Which couldn't couldn't be further from the truth, Brad. Oh, I know that. We don't want overreach. Yeah. Right? We have to protect our officers. Uh, going back to the bargaining table for a one-year deal after we've already reached a four-year agreement, 
does not provide stability for our officers. And it puts us in a situation where we're going to be fighting for our lives to try to get any contract for the next 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we ain't superheroes. We're just ordinary people trying to make a difference. And the first on every scene, it's a heavy, The Way to the Badge podcast is sponsored by the Bevy Hotel in Bernie, Texas. And Apache Rifle Works in Comfort, Texas, open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. Keeps going on. When those sirens are gone. The biggest thing I want to drive home, Brad, is this. There are several city council members. uh, One of them told a group yesterday. This is the, this is all. This is because of the Austin Police Association. They didn't take the one year deal. They walked away from the table. Wow! See, that's a lie. I'm talking away from about. the table. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. We never walked away from the bargaining table. We agreed with their bargaining team on a four year contract, and the Austin City Council, including the mayor turned their back on their own bargaining team and said, no, what you agreed on is not good. Even though they gave direction to this, right? Yeah. We want a one year and nobody's told us what they want in a one year. There are a lot of rumors flying around. There's been nothing put on paper. Well, that's just, yeah, that's the lies that are out there. That's what I'm talking about. We were all talking about that the other day, some friends and some hope for heroes folks saying, what is going on in Austin? I said, I know there's no one-year deal because I know I've talked to these guys and I know it doesn't make any sense. Who would want a one-year contract? I mean, come on. That, you're right. There's no stability. None of that. So how did how many of the city council, they, did they all vote for it? Or is there some people out there? No, that- it was uh, nine to two. We had two council members vote in our favor. And, and the vote that was in our favor was simply for a – let's just see what the four year contract looks like. (laughs) Um, and they got voted down nine to two. Wow. And it's a shame because the, the mayor says, man, I love my police. I'm pro police, but yet he's, he's bashing the Austin police association saying, this is our fault that we walked away from the table on a deal that his council had agreed on with their bargain through their bargaining team. They turn their backs on their own team. They turn their backs on their police officers. And that's a shame. What about the new mayor up there? What's his deal? I thought he was more for the Austin PD. Well, we did too. Um, Unfortunately, actions speak louder than words. Oh, man. You know, 20 years ago, I will say 20 years ago, he uh, helped get us uh, two of our first very good labor contracts. But a lot can change in 20 years. Uh, people change in 20 years, right? He came in strong telling us he's going to support us. He's going to get us a contract. He understands the importance of us having a contract. We meet with their bargaining team for 12 months, hash it out in the trenches, come to something we can both, a very fair labor contract. And the mayor says, nope, this is Austin Police Association's fault. They walked away. Oh, man. No, we didn't walk away. We have... We agreed on a four-year deal, and now all of a sudden they're trying to cram a one-year deal down our throats that we don't even know what it looks like. And we cannot put our officers 
in that situation. And I'll tell you who suffers the most at the end of this. It's our community. Sure. Exactly. Because the men and women of the Austin Police Department, they're going to put on their uniforms every day and they're going to go to work and they're going to do a good job. They're going to do a great job. And, but they're getting beat down. They're getting beat down because everybody talks about the silent majority. The silent majority has your back. Herein lies the problem. The silent majority does not show up to the polls and vote. That's how we're in this situation right now. Yes, yeah, silent that majority. Silent majority to vote down Proposition A in May. That's their uh, proposed city ordinance. We need that same silent majority to vote for Proposition B, uh, which is an ordinance measure that we put on the ballot for police oversight. Wow, that's just. Um, and we need people constantly emailing this Austin City Council members and the mayor. Because there never was a one-year deal. Is that on your uh, on the on your website? How do people get a hold of the uh, of the email addresses or the phone numbers or all that kind uh, of stuff? We can we can post it on our website if you just put in Google um, Austin City Council districts. It'll it'll show their um, okay. their websites and how to get in, in touch with or their emails and how to get in touch with them. Yeah, look if you're the silent majority out there, which I don't understand, silent majority being silent doesn't do anything for anybody. I mean, you know, your kid goes out there and shoots the dog with his bow and arrow and you're silent. Well, what the heck is that? I don't know where I came up with that at. But um, but his silent majority garbage is ridiculous. It's time for us civilians, the old standard folks who get protected by these officers that have incredible integrity, a whole bunch more than the city council has. And they're going to let you have oversight over them, which is, could be scary the way that uh, the way that everybody wants to shut them down. But, man, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a silent majority, you need to be unsilent and start voting for Austin PD. And, the, and this police officer association is one of the one of the probably the top in the nation when it comes to credibility and taking care of their officers and being fair. I mean, I know Joe Swan and I know his his boss. And I know that uh, when Ken Cassidy, the box was there, he was the same way. And this place is full of integrity. But how many officers, let's just say five years ago, how many officers did you have? Um, I think we had about 1,700, 1,800. Uh, I'll give you the numbers right now. Our staffing numbers, are they look around what they did in 2006, 2007. Uh, the city, when they defunded us a couple years ago, took away 150 positions. On top of that, we're down about 260 officers right now through retirements and resignations. Um. You know, they're in a city, they, they we got 19 officers still under indictment for doing exactly what they were supposed to do yeah. during the, uh, the riots. They weren't peaceful protests in 2020. They were riots. Um, they, are, they were exonerated so the once. Are, the, the officers are scared to do their jobs. Um, there was no uh, discipline administered on them. The DA indicted them. Uh, we're very confident they're going to win their cases, but you know you've just turned those those officers' lives upside down. Yes, they destroy their lives for two years, and and other officers well, are, are they're scared. You know, uh, you got a, a city council that they're they're just lying about and and trying to place they're using my officers as political pawns to gain the support of this this very small activist group who is taking advantage of the community anyway. 
Yeah. And it's, it's like a backwards world up here. And if we, and I mean, we as the community don't get in front of this, mark my words, Austin is going to end up like a Detroit yes. or Seattle. Or yeah, this, is criti- this is critical time right now, folks. This is a time when we better step up as civilians and make some noise and say, hey, we want this. We don't want this. We want a four-year contract. Because I'll tell you something else. How's it going on recruiting? Because you got to bring new officers in all the time. How's that going? Um, you know, I'll say God bless the, the men and women that, that are working recruiting because they have an incredible tough job right now. I mean, how are you going to try to convince people to come here when, Hey, you're not going to have a labor contract. You don't have a city council that supports you. They say they do, but they do something opposite to show it every day. Um, you got a DA that's just kind of running all over the place. You know, he ran on a platform of indicting as many officers as he can. You can research that online wow. if you don't believe me. Um, other other agencies have community support. They're offering sign-on bonuses. They're, they're catching up and passing us in pay already. So we have we have nothing to compete with. Yeah. Uh, the, the academy class that started three weeks ago, I think they wanted 70 to 85 people in that class they had 36 show up <laughs> wow so that doesn't show you, know, you what's going on i think we're already up to 48 49 retirements uh this year so far uh which is insane last year we had the most officers resign and retire ever from the austin police department and we're on track to beat that already what do you think is going to happen by march 31st i mean you think there'll be a lot more retire or Leave. Yeah, I do. I, I I know know it for a fact. Wow, it's just going to get worse. Well, Joe, I, what do you want to? It's what what can the civilians out there? I mean, what can we do as citizens um, of Austin? What can they? What do they need to do? They need to go on your website. They need to get a hold of their city council. And say they need to contact their council member. The two critical things. They need to contact their council members because this activist group does not represent the community. Yeah, they're probably Especially not even from poor there. Poor people getting victimized, getting their cars, houses broken into, getting assaulted. They don't represent them. They don't care about them. No. And the second thing is they have to vote. Yes. They got to get out and vote. And they have to vote no for Proposition A and yes for Proposition B. Okay. No for A, yes in for May. B. And that's in May. Yes, sir. So, if, and what date is this? May what? Uh, I think it's May 6th, May something 6th. like that. I'll have to look it up somewhere well, around in there. I'll, I'll look it up. Put that on your calendar, folks, that you need to get on May 1st, I mean May 6th, whenever it is, and you need to vote no on A and yes on B. I mean, you need to get out there and make this happen. We got to save Austin. We don't need to, you know, Austin's going down the tubes, man. I mean, there's folks down here in the in Bernie area and surrounding areas. We don't even want to go there anymore. And if your tourism stops... And all the stuff that's happening up there and our officers aren't protected, you have got a city that's going down the tubes fast. People start moving out. Um, I mean, it's tourism stops. I mean, there's a lot of challenges. So we just pray to God that um, they'll do the right thing and that you guys will be protected, Joe. And I appreciate you coming on Hope for Heroes, the weight of the badge. You guys carry the weight now. It's heavier than it's ever been for what you're trying to do and you're swimming upstream to the max. But just know there's a ton of us out here Heck, heck of a lot more than those activists that uh, that love you guys and are, and are definitely voting for you. But we can't, you know, it's one of those things, what you do speaks so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. 
So we need to get out there and vote and start putting it, making action, man. I mean, you, you know, God can't steer a parked car. So we need to save this Austin Police Department from the activists that uh, have no, they really don't have a dog in this fight at all. They're just even, probably not even living there. So Joe Swan, is there anything you want the folks to know? I just can't emphasize enough how proud I am of the men and women of the Austin Police Department. Amen. Through all that's going on, they're still showing up, putting their lives on the line for our community, and they're doing police work, great police work. Amen. Well, we're honored and blessed to uh, to know so many of you. We've got some coming this weekend, and uh, Hope for Heroes will continue to, to uh, support and do anything humanly possible that we can do, Joe. So, Thank you, brother. You have a safe day. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on today. Just kind of a special report. And I hope you guys have some spokesmen out there that are starting to rebuke some of these ridiculous um, reports from the news that aren't true. So I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, me too. Okay, brother. God bless you. Thank you, Joe. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, sir. God bless. You too. Hey, so glad you joined me today. Now, you're going to want to follow us because we've got some upcoming episodes that you're not going to want to miss. See you then. All the best.